Welcome everybody to another Wealthy Podcast. Today we are doing The View. So we've got the whole gang back and we wanted to take this opportunity to talk about what we've seen happen over the past 12 months and give you some of our expectations of what we're going to see over the next 12. So it's been a crazy year. Um, Louis, Sam, Chris, welcome back to the show. Missed you all. Yeah, thank you for having us again. Thank you and for look, having me for the first time. Yeah, Chris, welcome to the show. For all of you out there watching and for all of you out there listening, um, Chris has just joined the, the wealthy team. Um, he has a long history of selling property around Sydney primarily. And um, it would be very, very gracious to join the, cha- the team and teach us all good things about the Sydney market. So, gents... Let's, let's go around the room. What have you, what's been the surprise for this year? What's been the, the crazy trend that you've noticed? Let's start with Sam because he looks like he's raring. So for me, I think optimistically, the, the biggest thing is, is that we were in a once in a century, you know, pandemic and now, and the property market boomed to new levels. So I think that was the biggest surprise for me of 2021. 2020 was, um, you know, was like a bit of a, some sugar was was thrown around, but I think this year was 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 actually quite impressive. It was surprisingly um, jaw dropping at some some quarters of the year, and um, and I and, and and I felt like you know we're ending it on a good high. So yeah, thirty percent price growth has been psycho. Um, Louis, have there, have there been any markets to you that everybody's just been bloody talking about or, or surprising to you? What's what's happened for you this year in 2021? What's been the one thing that really stood out? Six months ago, I said Canberra would grow. I, I didn't... Well, okay, I may have said it would have grown, uh, grown the hardest. I have to reflect on if the question said besides Sydney because I think we all had a pretty good understanding that Sydney was going to go first. Um I believe Canberra ran second, but to answer your question, Dom, I think the place that everyone's been speaking about over the past 12 to 24 months uh, and the most, not only probably, yeah, the most interest I would say is the Brisbane market. And I think that we have some pretty strong opinions of that now too. Yeah, it's been very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We've had a lot of people coming into us. The Brisbane Olympics certainly spiked uh, people's attention for Brisbane. Um, affordability spiked people's attention for Brisbane. People wanting house and land. Houses have gone astronomically well. Um, some markets, 50, 60, you almost 100% price growth uh, in the space of a year. It's been psycho. Um, so those other markets have been, been mental. We'll jump on the Brisbane market in a minute, but yeah, it's been interesting to see how much has come out, how much attention has come for this for that Brisbane market. Chris, what's been your your one big learning for 2021? What's the one thing that you've seen or stood out to you that's been um, a surprise? Yeah, I'd say the the biggest surprise for me is you know obviously Sydney, like we're all in Sydney, we had the biggest lockdown that we've experienced so far. And I know with the place that I was working at last, we actually thought that, you know, when the lockdown hit, the prices of, you know, selling would slow down. And, you know, due to, you know, not being or not many people being able to go to open houses and things like that, that sales would stop. But actually, 
especially where I last worked that we experienced the opposite thing. We found that, you know, more people, because they're working from home, they had more time to sort of look at properties and um, research the market. So yeah, more sales um, prices went up as well. Um, I know that we actually like dropped headcount because we thought that sales were, you know, going to slow down, but um, yeah, sales just kept going and kept going. That yeah. was the big surprise for me. It's just been a crazy market. 2021 standouts for me were regional markets went psycho. Um, you know, a lot of tree change, sea change. I'm living now in Nelson Bay, three hours away from, from Sydney. There's been a lot of that. Every local that I'm talking to is saying you Sydney people are taking over. Um, houses were the big standout. Brisbane market was certain on everybody's tongue or everyone's lips. Um, but what do you guys think has been the major sort of underperformer or where, where do you where do you see the most opportunity going into next year what's what's something that you're paying attention to and thinking well you know 2022 this is where i want to be spending most of my attention and, and um where the opportunity is going to be in light of all that we know about interest rates and you know the, the policy and everything else and we'll start with Louis, this time, what are you thinking is going to happen next year? I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the opposite, Dom. I think we should stay away from <clears throat> inflated markets. Uh, inflated markets being, you mentioned, probably regional, um, Brisbane. If, if I'm really honest, inflated markets that don't have enough drivers to con- you know, continue yeah, to continue to push them into not only new heights but just furthering price growth and, and sustainable price growth. Um, I think that we should. I think the opportunity was there to look at to to look at markets that had a had a had a huge boom over the past twenty four months. Uh, again, regional, sea change towns, seasonal investments, whatnot. Um, I don't think these investments have the ability to keep growing as hard as a a a true core market like a Sydney, for example. I know we, we were talking about it, you know, not only this morning and yesterday. That in, in comparison, you look at Sydney you know, Western Sydney markets that we've been harping on about over the past six to 12 months that we've been saying a massive price growth. They're going to be, you know, they're, they're, they're real stronghold of international migration, international students, real cultural hubs to see some, you know, once we open our borders back up. Um, and now they're, they're almost falling alongside the same price as second tier markets like Melbourne or Brisbane in the townhouse or apartment space. Yeah, right. So you're saying that, one thing you're not going to do is going to these regional centers and, you, and you're going to be moving away from Brisbane. I, I personally think, I think they're inflated. I think they're going to come back. We're still going to see them move in probably in the green direction, probably going to still go forward, but I think there's going to be periods of time where, you know, over the last, over the last 20 years, Brisbane's average annual growth rate was at 3.5% year on year. You know, had good years, had bad years, went backwards some years, went forward some years. But three point five percent. If you compare that to Sydney or Sydney or Melbourne, um, it doesn't really. You know, it can't even take a seat at the table. Whereas over the past two quarters, it grew over twenty one percent. To me, that's saying that I think the fear of missing out projected a lot of or a huge amount of buyers into the Brisbane market, and now I think that the time will come where I think people are paying a price where they'll be able to pay maybe in a year and a half or two years time. That's interesting you say that because I sat down with Adam Gahar and he's a very intelligent man, sophisticated investor. He runs, he's one of the partners and founders of EG, EG uh, Invested in Wealthy. Um, We've got a close relationship. But Adam, 
um, smart guy that he is, they run like a $4 billion investment portfolio. So I tend to take what he says uh, pretty seriously. He says that markets generally trend back to their average. So if you see your market do 20, 30%, and it normally does 3%, then you can anticipate that the, the market will come back to an average. It will come back to a result where it's, mm. it's long-term averages. Mm. So that is a really good or a valid point. I suppose that's a point that should be taken for the whole of Australia. 100%. But, but specifically some markets, if their long-term average is 3.5% and it does 20 um, mm. it's certainly something to be mindful of. Sam, I know you've got some strong opinions here. What are you paying attention to next year? I feel like Brisbane had a really good year. In fact, you know, I know they had their, you know, little apartment boom years ago, but I think if anything, um, their house and land, um, you know, category went, you know, astronomical this year. And I feel anything that spikes up that, you know, that quick, I feel like there has to be some correction, um, some level of, um, you know, cooling off because um, I think, that we have to go back to basics that Melbourne and Sydney are primarily, you know, the biggest two hubs when it comes to employment um, and, you know, it comes to migration. So I feel like those are the two cities where people are still, you know, naturally gravitating towards to. So whilst Brisbane did have a good year, I feel like the, the you know, the safe havens of Melbourne and Sydney will still Modest, uh, you know, continuously and 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 grow at a modest rate without the needing of a surge of an announcement of an Olympics or without needing the, you know, without needing any kind of you know hype because, um, like I just said, I feel like anything that goes up that hard, you know, I feel like we'll we'll need to cool off, you know, to be a little bit realistic. And whilst we are getting back to this normal post you know, post COVID phase. Um, pre-COVID normal was still Melbourne and Sydney and reality is is pre-COVID Brisbane was still tracking at three four percent a year and pre-COVID Melbourne and Sydney were sitting seven eight so I feel like um, everybody just needs to know that whilst we are entering a new phase of you know post-COVID life I feel like Melbourne and Sydney are still the two reigning queens of Australia when it comes to primarily residential good investment. So it's a good point that you bring up there. And we talk about it all the time. But most recently, I read an article about migration. You know, we've got inflation, there may be stagflation, there's a lot of things happening in the economy. Yeah. But, you know, for the past two years, we've missed out on nearly 400,000 migrants into the country. And we're feeling that pinch now, where there's shortages in labor, people can't find enough people for their restaurants, hairdressers, skilled uh, migrants, we're going to start seeing some increases sure. in um, I, I know, and I've said it in earlier podcasts this year. Our borders are closed, but once our borders reopen fully, there's going to be queues of people coming back into this country, and what that means is that our housing market would see some serious decent pressure and continuously to see prices rise. Now, even domestically, internally, we talked about people fleeing Melbourne and going up to the Gold Coast because. Um, because of their, you know, the way they were living during their lockdown and people had had enough. And there was a serious net migration out of Melbourne and there was a, 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 a you know, a plus, um, you know, um, population increase for Brisbane. Yeah, 40,000 people went to Brisbane I, over the past 12 months. Like. Yeah, people have moved from Melbourne to Brisbane. The last three clients that I've spoken to, ex-Melburnians, 
are, are telling me that they are moving back from Brisbane to Melbourne. And I asked them why. And they said, it's just not like Melbourne. Now, I'm no, I know I've got Melbourne pom-poms. I'm known as the Melbourne guy. But reality of the matter is, is that, yes, you fled a certain situation, a certain scenario, but we are, post, we are getting into that post-COVID mindset. And it goes back to what I just said a few minutes ago. Post-COVID mindset is, is that Melbourne and Sydney are still the two cities that people want to live into and people want, you know, to be in. So whether you're an investor or an owner-occupier, it's, 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 it's the truth. Chris, I mean, you've been working in the Sydney market. And you've, been, you've been a specialist in that St. George sort of basin, south, southern Sydney, southwest. Um, I mean, we're, we're all in Sydney. We're probably sounding very pro-Sydney at the moment, but we do spend time in Melbourne. We do travel to all the states. And I want to sort of just lay that as a bit of a caveat. But tell us what, your, what you think, where, where the opportunities are in the next sort of 20, uh, 12 months. Like you're, you're, you're a part of this, this mm. the conversations around the table when we are discussing stock and, and we're talking about which markets we want to go to, but where is your personal preferences and what are you thinking is exciting to you? Yeah, so I definitely agree with Sam when he says that, you know, uh, Melbourne and Sydney are the, the queens of, you know, sort of the Australian market. I definitely think that Sydney is the king of the Australian market. I feel like that's um, always going to be the biggest right. driver of growth um, in Australia. Um, areas, obviously I've spent a lot of time in St. George, um, and I think I'm going to be focusing a lot on apartments in Sydney. I think there's a lot of growth to be had there. Obviously a, a land component is, is always great as well. Um, but just looking at it from a macro perspective as well, and just to echo what you said, Dom, about the, um, the migration moving over, um, obviously there's going to be a bunch of migrants coming in and, um, a lot of these people are coming from like, um, you know, uh, Hong Kong, Europe, UK, a lot of these people are used to apartment living. So they're going to be investing and in, in living in apartments here. And I feel like obviously house, house prices have you know, really surged. I feel like townhouses and apartments are going to start to slowly creep up and, and you know, sort of uh, close the gap between um, house and land. Um, so areas such as St. George, areas like Ramsgate and things like that, um, I think they're good for first home buyers as well, because you can get properties for, let's say, for example, under $600,000, you can secure all the grants. Um, it's a nice place to live as well. If you're a first home buyer, you want to live there for six months. Um, also, Southwest Sydney, uh, places like Liverpool, with the new sort of airport coming along in, in Badgeries Creek. I know there's hospitals getting um, upgrades and things like that. I feel like that's going to be a big growth sector in Sydney. So I think next year, Southwest Sydney, St. George, sort of inner West is where I'm going to be focusing on. Um, yeah, focusing a lot of my time on those areas. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a good point, again, because what's, whatever your political persuasion, Dom Perriot was saying something like he wants to allow for 400,000 migrants to come in per annum. Canada is actually wanting to lead their economic growth by increasing migration by 1%. So a lot of these intelligent countries are saying, well, there's one way to bring in economic development and growth, and it's bringing in more people. And with those people, you get innovation, you get incomes, you get more jobs, or people are filling the job positions. And um, our migration laws are tight. You've got to be smart or you've got to have money. Um, so... 
look, I think that those markers, people have, they're, they're not as sexy as some of the, the things that are closer to the CBD, but buying a $750,000 townhouse close to the airport, you've got Liverpool, um, you know, you've got the hospital, the universities that have been upgraded, you've got Avenue 15, You've got a lot of apartments there, which we're not really steering towards, but we want to get some of that land content. Um, I think it's a cracking market. It's a, it's a good point. Lou, I saw you nodding there. Was there something that you're thinking you wanted to add to that? No, they're all, they're all the markets that were listed just then, Southwest Sydney, Inner West, the, 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 even just the Southern Sydney markets, they're all cultural hubs of, of many different um, countries all over the world. And I was speaking to a friend of mine who's uh, in, in the process of migrating his family here. Uh, and he, he told me pretty, pretty bluntly, we seek affordability, livability and employment. So, you know, affordable, affordable living, um, a livable lifestyle and, and a really good opportunity to be employed. And, you know, that's what, that's what Western Sydney is. It's what Western Melbourne is. It's what pockets of the inner North of Melbourne are. You know, uh, it, it's a it's a livable lifestyle, but at the same time has a great ability to be employed. So, um, following what you said, Dom, um, Mr. Peritave, well, yeah, as you whatever your political may uh, beliefs may be, he, he if he's opening up, you know, is he opening up the borders to see our country experience some serious growth? Well, then inevitably the the places that uh, are going to see that growth are going to see housing growth too. Mm. So, I mean, we've harped on. It sounds like the key winners for us are Sydney and Melbourne markets. We do love land content, but where affordability comes into play, certainly we want to be looking at some apartments and townhouses. Um, we know, I think in the new year, we are going to see uh, a credit crunch in a way. We want to see some early signs of um, you know, debt-to-income ratios getting sh shorter or smaller, meaning it's going to be harder for people to go and buy additional properties. Um, interest rates will start to creep up. Again, affordability is going to become a problem. Um, and I do think that we're going to see a massive shift in the demand. Some of it's going to come out, but there's going to be a shift in demand. People will move away from a million dollars or $2 million and spend seven, $800,000. And that affordability belt, the affordability play that we're all looking at is going to see a massive surge in price. Chris brought it up. That gap between houses and apartments is the largest it's ever been. Canberra, it's 60%. In Melbourne, I think it's like 40%. In Sydney, it's sort of near 40 to 50%. Um, it's going to catch up. And I think that that's a massive opportunity for our investors. Gents, short and sweet today. Any parting thoughts? What's your, your one takeaway? What's your one thing that you're, um, you're thinking or a bit of philosophy or something you want to hand off to all of our viewers, listeners that are out there today? Um, just jump in when you're ready. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't no. listen to the naysayers. What, what are the naysayers saying? Tell us more. Well, the naysayers said two years ago that yeah, you're going to go backwards 20%. And if you invested in Brisbane 18 months ago, you saw your house price go more than 30%. So take it with a grain of salt, what people say online, because everybody's an expert. And, you know, don't just listen to us for bat around, you know, bat around the bush. But in saying that, um, there's still really good opportunities out there. As we said six months ago, as we said, you know, a year and a half ago, and there will be more opportunities next year. But we're continuing on the line of... 
how do I say, opportunities tightening. And we've been heading in that direction for the past 15 years and it's going to continue that way. Yeah, it is getting harder to find stock undoubtedly. Yeah, I think I'll just leave the listeners with the, um, the famous Warren Buffett quote. I'm sure most people know it. Um, be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful, um, especially in terms of property. Because you look at, let's, let's take it back to lockdowns because that's um, you know, obviously on everyone's minds at the moment. People who invested as soon as COVID started are laughing now. People who invested during the most recent lockdown um, are happy again. Touch wood, nothing else happens. But um, yeah, just, just keep that in mind just in case something else happens. It's a I really guess. good point because we're seeing a lot of interest go in specific directions and that irrational buying is massive, causing some massive price surges. Um, and people do need to be careful now. There's a lot of heat in the market. I'm not mm. saying not to buy, but certainly buy um, very, very carefully. Mm. You, could have thrown a, you could have thrown a dart at, at any part of the map in Sydney or Australia you know, 12 months ago and done relatively well, but I don't think you're going to be able to do that going into the new year. Sam, what's, what's, what words of wisdom have you got for us? I think I'll just, yeah, I think I'm just going to be on the same page as the boys is that if this year didn't teach you anything and you are still sitting on the fence, um, then reality is, is that um, you've really, you really are, um, you know, a procrastinator and um, you really um, have really missed the boat, but the opportunity still persists, um, you know, at you that if you uh, are a keen and an astute investor, whether you're in a novice or you're a, you know, you've got four or five in your portfolio, there's still opportunity um, for you to purchase, um, you know, whether it be this side of the year or the, or, or, or the start of next year, um, there's still some, some growth and there's still opportunity out there. Yeah, I like it. I really, really do. All of that comes together with a really good narrative. Don't listen to the naysayers. Mm. Do pay attention to the market because the best deals are behind us, but there are some really good deals ahead. And make sure that you're not, if you're swimming in a crowd of people, maybe ask the question, where the hell are we all going to? And is there a better direction that we should be going? So gents, thank you very much for your time today. It's really good having you on the show and having a bit of a spin around the board and sort of chat about the market. Um, we'll pick this back up next year uh, to qualify Ooh. a lot of the information that we've, just, <laughs> we've been putting out to the market. For all of you out there, if you have, a different point of view, let us know. If you have questions for any of the panelists, we'd be keen to see them in the comments below. And if you haven't already liked or subscribed on Apple Podcasts, one of the many, many mediums, please do. It helps us out a lot. We appreciate your attention, your love and your care. And we'll see you at the next episode.